my god, Jordan, I just remembered something else that these old people did. What? This mother during a quiet, <laughs> quiet scene is like, you know, plenty of fight scenes, plenty of loud moments in the thing, but when it's quiet and just quiet dialogue going on, he just turns a cap and goes, doesn't even open it all the way. It just goes, And I'm just sitting there like, are you kidding me? And I'm like, come on. There's fight scenes, there's loud scenes, but you're gonna do that in a quiet dialogue scene. <laughs> Thankfully, my screening was nothing like that. Oh, is this thing on? Oh, hey. <laughs> uh -huh. uh, hey, welcome everyone to a new episode of Movies and Brews, where we talk movies and we drink some brews. I'm your host, Jordan, and sitting here next to me is a real angel that doesn't fight battle, Daniel. Hello, hello. So you guessed it, today we're talking the new Alita Battle Angel. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, and... Let's go into the future. Cheers. Cheers. Okay, well, welcome everyone. New episode here, new week, new episode. I'm excited, talking some Alita Battle Angel. Well, before we get into things here, why don't we talk about what we're drinking? Well, this week, it was Jordan's week for Drink and Tell. So Jordan, tell us what you brought. So this week, I brought in some Stickman Brewing Company. They're located, I believe, in Lake Oswego here. So another local beer, other side of the river though. This one's called the Bee's Knee, so it's an ale with honey. Ooh. Got a opener here. Yeah, it's got a bottle opener. And oh, there we go. Open that up. Let's try it. Bees and it's got honey, but it's not like a mead, right? Fresh out of the hive. Oh. Yeah. They breed bees right there in the brewery. <laughs> smells very, smells good. very citrusy. Mm -hmm. Ooh, yeah, that does have a very pretty good uh, honey taste to it. I like that. That's a, Yeah, that's good after. It's nice and sweet. I like it. Well, that's what we're drinking today here. All right, well, should we talk about some movies we've seen this week outside of our main movie? We still need to name this segment, by the way. Yeah, uh, you know, weekly retrospect with uh, your host, Jordan and Daniel. So I saw two that I was going to talk about. All right, Jordan, you go first. Well, how many do you have? Uh, I've only, besides our main movie, I've been, I haven't been watching, I didn't watch a movie, but I've been watching a very cinematic All right, but you got one show. other thing? All right, yeah. so I'll go first. I'll start with this one. For the first time ever, I saw this old Nick Cage movie. Gone in 60 seconds. No. Classic. Older than that. So Face from, off. Nope, older than that. Oh. They think more 1990. Ghost Rider. Nope. <laughs> Come on. All right, Jordan, what's the movie? I saw this old Nick Cage movie here called Wild at Heart, starring Nick Cage, Laura Dern, Willem Dafoe is in this, Crispin Glover is in this, Diane Ladd is in this. So a lot of people. A local theater here was playing it, and I'm like, you know, I like seeing classic movies in theaters, and I was just kind of, you know, that'd be kind of a fun one to go see. I've never seen it. It'd be kind of cool to go see an old Nick Cage movie in theaters. I had no clue what I was getting into. I have never seen this movie. I've never seen a trailer for it. I just went in kind of just blind and just watched it. Holy cow, this movie was just crazy, I guess. Like, I don't know, like black comedy or what, but like, it was this movie is just so bizarre. I wish you were in the theater with me. I can't remember the last time I've laughed this hard. Like, it has so many funny parts in it. Some of it was probably intentional to be funny. Other parts were just so crazy, bizarre that they just were funny. Like, so just ridiculous that it was funny. Now, was any of it, do you think, retrospectively funny just because of how we know how Nick Cage has ended up with his career? That is part of it. That is definitely part of it. Okay. But, oh my 
my gosh, this movie was just outrageous, but it was so entertaining. Like, I laughed so hard, and I was probably one of the laughing the hardest in the theater of most people, but I've also found that most people in the theater have seen it before over the years, and this is, again, my first time I've ever seeing it. I was on the impression that there was a couple sitting next to me, and I was on the impression the uh, gentleman, I... It was his first time ever seeing this. The basis of this movie is so you got Young Lovers, Sailor, played by Mick... Look, I can't talk. Played by Nick Cage and Lula, played by Laura Dern, run from a variety of weirdos that Lula's mom has hired to kill Sailor. That's the, <laughs> that's the premise of the movie. Okay. All right. <laughs> wow. I mean, this just... Oh, my gosh. Just so much craziness in this movie. Like, I want to show you a part here. So, uh, Crispin Glover, as we t- talked about, I'm just going to show you this one scene. This is just going to kind of give Daniel an idea here of what's going on with this movie. This is a scene that Crispin Glover's in. He's got a pretty small part, and I just want to show it to Daniel here. There's something I ain't never told you about, Sailor. And this here's a story with the lesson about bad ideas. What was that? Well... My cousin Dale was always fighting bad ideas. See, Dale loved Christmas. We used to call him Jingle Dale. He wanted Christmas to last all year long. He sure would scream out when his mama told him it was summertime and Christmas was six months off. (laughs) Sounds like our sisters. And also, he would say that he felt those men with black rubber gloves was following him around. Dale said that trust and the spirit of Christmas was destroyed by ideas being controlled by aliens wearing black gloves. These aliens would get <laughs> Then he'd carry on about the weather. Talk about how rainfalls controlled by aliens living on Earth. Aunt Rudy told Dale that one day he would realize that the alien wearing the black gloves was him and him alone. Well, sounds like old Dale's more than just a little bit confused, Peanut. Well, Dale was learning a hard lesson. Got so he'd stay up all night making sandwiches. Dale. What are you doing? I'm making my lunch! <laughs> Mama told me we'll, we'll stop it there, but yeah. But, <laughs> what the hell? There's, again, all kinds of crazy... And is that like the whole movie? <laughs> no, see, what's funny is so Kristen Glover's that's just his small, tiny little part that he's in. Very iconic. I've actually heard other podcasts talk about that part that he played. Especially the, I'm making my lunch part. But like, the, oh my gosh. But like, just such bizarro stuff like that is what this movie consisted of. Like, it was just crazy. There's a part with the mother. So the mother wants him dead. You're not good enough for my daughter. You're going to die. And there's a part the, the mother is like taking lipstick to her wrist like she's slitting herself and the lipstick's blood then next thing you know she's putting lipstick all over her face her entire face is covered in lipstick and then there's just cuts to a part where she just she's looking at the camera kind of looking towards the camera and then all of a sudden just like gets this look on her face turns around runs to the toilet and just starts throwing up in the toilet so it was just random crazy but like then Will- Willem Dafoe plays this just 
creeper. I mean, he's creepy AF in this I thing. mean, William like, Defoe all his teeth are rotted creepy. Out. All his teeth are rotted out. I mean, he is... Oh, dude, he plays creepy good in this. Here's the thing. It's like, I don't know if, like, just a saying, go see this movie on your own. I don't know if it's, it, it's in a theater of people was the way to see this. Like, I wish you were with me the other night when I saw this. That sounds crazy. That sounds, that sounds like... It was just bizarre, crazy movie, but still... Very good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. But yeah, I just wanted to see that part there. I mean, that's Crispin Glover's right there. If there was a... Yeah, that's what Willem Dafoe looked like. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. But yeah, this is an early uh, David Lynch film, too. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, this... Oh, it's weird. It's... it's, I didn't know what I was getting into again. But, man, I would say check it out. I mean, if you're, like, especially into black comedy kind of stuff. Again, I don't know if, like, half of it was supposed to be intentionally funny or if it was just so ridiculous that it was funny. But, like, I want to say I love the end. Spoiler alert. Hey, it's an old movie. I haven't seen it. Spoiler alert, he sings Elvis to her at the very end. Like, they're standing on the hood of a car and he's singing Elvis to her as the credit rolls. It was amazing. Okay. Loved it. Now, I would I would check it out. I mean, it's... Oh, gosh. It's just... It's such a bizarre, crazy... But the whole movie, though, is them on the run from her mother, essentially. Like, they're just trying to get away and make a new life for themselves away from her. Okay. Is what the movie's about. So, that was my first movie. Wild at Heart. Dana, what did you see this week? Well, so... I haven't seen a movie, but I had been... My life has been consumed over this past week or so with watching... Netflix is one of Netflix's newest offerings. Uh, it's called Umbrella Academy, based off a graphic novel series from Gerald Way, which is a lead singer from a band that was popular when I was a teenager, My Chemical Romance. I remember uh, them. So vaguely, but I remember them. Yeah, I mean, I never read the books. I had just known of it just because of who wrote it. But uh, they they released a ten episode first season, and it's like this bizarre superhero story about like it starts out with literally like in Russia with this girl at a swimming pool and this guy's they're kind of just crushing on each other she gives the guy a kiss on his cheek jumps into a pool and then it just like she doesn't resurface for a minute and then just blood spews out of the water then she resurfaces and she's a hundred percent pregnant and just gives birth right there and then it just literally huh? <laughs> yeah it's it's crazy and then it's so it sounds like you saw something pretty crazy yourself. It was pretty crazy. And then it, it like narration goes on. It's just like 40 people gave birth and were not pregnant when they started the day. And this eccentric billionaire tries to acquire as many of these kids as he can. He gets his hands on seven and he starts like a superhero academy to kind of like teach them to fight crime. And he essentially is trying to start like a little initiative. And it takes place in like the 80s or something. So it's really weird. It's really wacky. I'd give it credits. I think in the third episode, there's this super cool fight scene in their mansion, which was pretty awesome. They all have weird specialty powers. Sounds kind of X-Men-ish. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of X-Men-ish, but in a different tone. I don't know. It's it's pretty crazy. And I think you should check it out. Um, But each episode's like an hour long. So I've watched five or six of them. So I've at least sunk about six out five or six hours into this whole series so far. Sounds interesting. I'd be be curious to check that out. Yeah, really interesting. It's just bizarre. (laughs) Uh, I'm so far. I guess my my cue list is like a mile long right now on. I know, Netflix, I mean... But, man, I'd like to check that out. Yeah, I mean, get, I mean, I feel like, as far as what I've seen so far, if you aren't, like, kind of hooked within the first episode, then you probably won't be into it. But there's some good stuff within the first three. <laughs> so, I saw another movie this week. 
Um, this one was in the cover of my home, though, not the theater, but uh, classic movie everybody loves. I kind of figured since, you know, James Cameron has been a producer on this Alita project for quite some time, and this, this Alita movie's been in development for 15 years or so. Right. He was co-writer of it. I thought I'd go see an old James Cameron movie. So, I took off my shelf and went and watched the original Terminator. Oh, not Titanic? No. The original Terminator. And I gotta say, most of you I'm sure out there have seen Terminator. I love that movie. It, it is one of my favorites. Everything is just great in it. I mean, especially for such the for the budget it had, they pulled off so much magnificent stuff. And just everything. I mean, like people the special I would even say like some of the practical effects have kind of aged a little bit, but otherwise the story is still just amazing. Hey, but just think, I mean this these came Michael out Bean, in the eighties. Eighty four. Yeah, so, I mean, at least they went with practical effects. If they went with 80 CGI, it'd probably look like complete crap the, now. The, the only thing CGI in this is, like, uh, electrical effects. Yeah. Which... Otherwise, everything is practical. But, yeah, I mean, people have complained over the years. I've heard that, like, you know, at the end, the exoskeleton looked kind of weird. But at the same time, it had just been through a massive explosion. So, of course, it's going to be kind of, like, wobbly and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I remember the shot you're talking about. And yeah, it's like one of the weaker shots that hasn't aged just as well. But as, as a whole, the movie's aged pretty well because of the yeah. sp- or the practical. Yeah, and it's a solid film. I love this movie. Like, I really want to go watch T2 now next. I mean, you got Michael Bean, Lynn Hamilton. They are amazing in this. I just, I love this movie. Just the soundtrack score is just amazing. You know, I remember we used to have this really awesome classic theater uh, near us that we'd go to like once a week we'd go and be seeing a movie that either we've both seen a hundred times or a movie that like one of us had never seen before and I remember one of the last movies we got to go see was Terminator 2 yeah and that was awesome actually it was the first one it was this one I, I know but I'm just saying like Terminator in general awesome okay <laughs> well it was it was T1 though it was T1 it was T1 oh yeah it was T1. I oh, I thought... Oh, I thought... You had never seen it. I remember you had never seen it. So they're like, oh, well, it's in the theater. Let's go watch it in the theater. Okay. The, okay. Yeah, it, was it was T1. T1. It was T1. Okay, perfect. I thought it was Terminator 2 because I... I maybe I... I know I've seen Terminator 2. I remember your eyes were just like open, like so wide open, like during the whole... Uh, when he's shooting up the uh, police station. Oh, my God. The, the cool music in the background. And you're... Yeah. I just remember your eyes were just like, holy cow. Oh, okay. So that, okay, that is Terminator yeah, 1. That's Terminator 1. <laughs> awesome. Okay, I was wrong. That was amazing still. Yeah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> But yeah, I, it was just, it was fun, like, the catch up on this. You know, half my roommates are out of town right now, so it was, I got the, you know, the house to myself for the most part, so it's just been kind of fun. I watched a few movies. But yeah, I watched T1 last week, and... It was good. I, I enjoy this movie so much. Awesome. But yeah, that's that's my movies for the week. Uh, I guess let's get into some movie news here. Daniel, take it away. Today in movie news. So we got uh, a few things here. Uh, starting off with a couple trailers dropped. Um, Jordan, I don't know if you saw this one, but it's a little known movie. Uh, Frozen 2, a new trailer dropped. or What's Well, actually, Frozen? the initial trailer Never dropped. heard of Frozen. What is it? Oh, well, you know, you just let it go, and then um, snow happens, and uh, then Disney makes a lot of money. That's essentially Frozen. Yeah, so honestly, I, I know <laughs> we had both seen it on the same day. You text me at, like... 10 in the morning um, when this came out and I had already watched it. Yeah, I, I would say as far as how Frozen goes, I mean, like, I watched the first movie and it was all right. Oh, my goodness. Really? I'm guessing you don't have much experience with heat. Nope. But sometimes I like to close my eyes and imagine what it'd be like when summer does come. 
Okay. <laughs> we just want to hear the first. Kids will Alright, sorry. <laughs> That's my favorite song in the whole movie. Okay. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of it. Um, my girlfriend at the time when this came out loved this movie. Like, she watched it all the time. I've seen it a few times. It's good. I enjoy it. I liked it way better than I thought I would like it. Same. I mean, like, yeah, it, it's just one of those movies that just had such huge buzz, and I never ended up seeing it in theaters. The I did watch it. The obsession with it since then has been a little crazy, if you ask me. Like, kids love this movie. Yeah, well, that's love the thing it. that I don't really get is because this is like, I don't know if this is towards the beginning of like this new like age of Disney that we're currently in with their animation being like on a huge upswing. Because like they are. They're on a definitely upswing. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, but like Tangled has come out. I don't remember if that was before yeah. or after this. I always say between The Lion King and Tangled that they were kind of down here a little bit and slowly been coming back up. Well, I'm saying, like, Tangled was really good. I don't yeah, know. It was. But, I, like, so it's kind of weird that this is the movie that I feel like got all of the love. Well, I mean, like, all oh. of their other movies were, like, well, successful, but not as, like, the same obsession as Frozen as generally. I don't know. I think we, having two female leads, like, all all little girls, they, they could identify with at least one of them. Maybe not both, but one of them was and part of it. probably, like, sisters. Probably, I mean, sisters, just, like, yeah, yeah, siblings especially. But, yeah, it's huge mega success as far as just what it's left behind but yeah I, I needless to say though this trailer I enjoyed it quite a bit I, it, this thing looks starts out really dark but it's just it, cool yeah it starts out on a very solemn note yeah and so uh, which also I mean just like the uh, the Toy Story trailer that we talked about was that last week but the animation like it just starts out with a shot of the ocean and it just looks insane like it's just so detailed so good looking yeah no the the animation in this is just crazy like like you're just saying insane like <laughs> I don't know it's just like you it's, know, I mean it looks like they took a camera up to the ocean and recorded yeah no and it looks crazy i mean in the trailer itself uh it's really good i mean it doesn't give much away okay i'm not gonna lie i was getting confused is elsa the the elsa is the snow like the ice powers the, the freezing one okay elsa's the freezing one anna's the uh sister the yeah. little one do you want to be able to smell me? Exactly. And I think this looks really good. I mean, like, it was a really great trailer, which was very surprising. I mean, like, it had, like, showed a few shots. Like, it like it was exciting at the end. Like, it shows that it looks like, makes it look like something is sneaking up on them. Well, then well, Anna just, like, draws a sword. Oh, that was cool. That yeah. was a perfect well, way to end well, that. What I love about this thing, too, is two minutes long. They don't give anything away as far as what's going on. They give you some good visuals and no dialogue whatsoever. It's just some music, and that's it. And it's just a perfect tease. I mean, this was just a well-cut trailer. I love the beginning. You see uh, Elsa, like, you know, trying to, like, I can't tell if she's practicing or trying to escape something, but she's trying to, you know, like, walk out on the ocean, I, freezing yeah. below the water below her. Which was awesome. Just very cool, which was really cool to see. You see her fall and struggle and, like, try two or three different times. And then it cuts to other shots. There's a cool shot of her and uh, Olaf in the middle of, like, some flame stuff around them. And she's, like, trying to, like, calm that down with her powers. I don't know. This was just a really cool trailer. I, I you know, like, at first, when I first clicked on it, I was like, oh, yeah, Frozen 2, here we go. But then I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. I actually really want to see this. 
Yeah, no, same. I was surprised at because, you know, my Frozen 2 like experience has been uh, before Coco, that 22 minute kind of cheesy short. <laughs> and so I'm just like, all right, well, you know, like, OK, well, this is what the movie's going to be. And then the actual trailer comes out and it's like seems darker and like a lot more serious than I was expecting. So I was kind of caught off guard by that. Yeah. And that last shot of Anna pulling the sword and like going towards the camera and slicing like that was cool. that was a that was a super cool shot. So like if you that. haven't seen it, definitely go watch the trailer and judge for yourself but I think this is a very good trailer and you're right no dialogue it's just all like yeah I was gonna say who knows what the final product will be like but the very least this is a super well cut trailer absolutely so what other trailer do you have in mind uh well another trailer that I think I sent you a few days ago that just looked like a fun kind of weird concept movie is yesterday Mm -hmm. which essentially the it's about a guy who, you know, is a mu- like a failing musician and he's essentially about to quit music and then there's a blackout. He gets hit by a car and this is a worldwide blackout and he wakes up and he like eventually realizes that nobody knows who the Beatles are anymore. Like the entire world has forgotten the Beatles. So he essentially starts releasing the Beatles songs through himself and becomes like this huge worldwide phenomenon. Yeah, I'm just I'm trying to figure out how... Every, even though he's the one that was in the crash, how everybody else around him forgot how the, who the Beatles were. But what a funny concept, though. It's like, he knows the Beatles as he just knows the Beatles, how they've always been. And everybody around him is like, who? What? Especially, yeah, and it seems like a British comedy, so especially there. So he's like playing a song for them, and they're like, man, you are a genius. Like, the song is amazing. Like, yeah, Beatles wrote it. Yeah, and they're like, who are the Beatles? I'm like... What? But, yeah, I, I like out-of-the-box creative stuff, and this this concept looks hilarious. Yeah, it just looks like a fun concept. Like, I enjoy this. I even showed uh, my mom, who is a huge Beatles fan, and she's like, that looks like a really good slash fun movie. Yeah, directed by Danny Boyle, Slumdog Millionaire, 127 Hours. Awesome. Good yeah, stuff It's there. just something to keep an eye on. It's a movie that was not on my radar until I saw that trailer, but definitely going to keep an eye on it and hopefully oh, I, see it when it comes out. Yeah, I want to see it. it. Hopefully the best laughs haven't been in the trailer. I hope I hope not. I, was, I like that part at the end, too. Like, what if you tried uh, Hey Dude instead? I, you know, Hey Dude. And he's just like, really? Hey Dude. I know. He, his face is just like, are you effing kidding me yeah. like he knows the guy has no clue what the original version is but he's like nah I don't know. hey dude <laughs> man that's just I don't know. This is pretty funny. All right. So now we go on to some the other news that I have. Uh, the Oscars reverse decision to give out award, uh, <laughs> excuse me, awards during commercial breaks. Which I respect that. I actually think, uh, was it Martin Scorsese and uh, Quentin Tarantino got on board to kind of reverse that because they were key categories like cinematography. Uh, what was the other one? Editing in general. Editing, which are pretty essential, I think. Yeah, I mean, like, I understand, like, the if you're getting less viewership, you want to make it shorter or whatever, but there's a lot of other things you can cut out besides just the awards. Because, I mean, like, no matter what, well, whether it's not, yeah, like... without a host, just cut the monologue crap. Just cut that crap. Get to the point. But every, I believe every, because people work their asses off, every category needs to be represented. 
I feel like same like yeah like you know obviously people care about the faces the most but you know like people who work on the movies I think they still deserve the recognition yeah I think it should all be there everything who cares if it's three hours long again just cut cut the fat as far as like what a host would have brought and they're gonna be hostless this year so we'll see what happens but yeah just cut the, those kind of fats out and have everything else they were gonna do only two songs and now they've gone back to doing all four or five songs now okay which is good because I, I like watching the performances of the songs that's a fun part okay yeah you know it's just gonna be interesting i think it might even cause more people to tune in this year than past years just because like they've made their drastic change of no host we'll see what happens i'll probably be going to a nearby theater that plays them and they're a nearby theater that broadcasts the academy awards and just watch it there okay so we'll see at least there'll be a beer and pizza available thank god <laughs> but yeah that'd be fun all right, so the next piece is uh, the next Daniel Craig James Bond movie is delayed again. Uh, this time it's due to rewrites. And I know, Jordan, I know you've been looking forward to this because I'm insane because Daniel Craig makes a great Bond, I think. I love him as Bond. He's had some people criticize him. I've heard over the years. I keep saying, I think I said this in one episode, I really want to see a Daniel Craig, Tom Cruise, Ethan Hunt crossover movie. See, that would be insane, especially because... Uh, Mission Impossible is, for the most part, pretty down-to-earth. And Daniel Craig's Bond bought Bond back down-to-earth, because at that point, it kind of devolved into just gadgets. Yeah. And, again, again, you could have, like, another... I don't want to see another Bond guy with Ethan Hunt. I want to see Craig's Bond with Ethan Hunt, but I don't, that'll never happen. That crossover, that'll never happen, so, but whatever. But, yes, uh, they have delayed it a few months. Danny Boyle was originally attached to direct and dropped out due to creative differences, which I'm really getting tired of hearing that. I just want to know what the beef is. Like, just give us the lowdown. Yeah. Like, why did Phil uh, and Miller stop on Solo? Like, why were they fired from Solo? Like, what did they... What was their vision that Lucas didn't like that kicked him off like I want to know that kind of stuff this whole like oh yeah creative differences and blah 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 like what was Edgar Wright's Ant-Man gonna look like oh my god yes I wish we had gotten that so Danny Boyle not fired but exited the project himself like quit because creative differences with MGM pulled in a new director I'm trying to blend to his name right now doesn't have nearly as good as credits as as uh, Danny Boyle so that worries me a little bit they're going through rewrites right now. And yeah, instead of coming out this November, like I was supposed to, it's been delayed to next Easter of 2020. Yeah, so it's kind of just like... Which it, is it, weird for Bond movie to come out on Easter. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean... I it, it could just be a crapshoot. If it's good, it's, if it's, good it's good. But this kind of behind-the-scenes stuff always worries me. I know. Like, it's there's hardly a movie that comes out unscathed and totally fine from drama behind the scenes like this. I don't know. I, just, I don't know. I mean, Spectre was already four years ago, I think. Spectre I don't think four. Spectre was four years Three ago. years ago, at least. I'm trying to think when Spectre came out. Let me look that up real quick here. Yeah, so it's just, I don't know. It's it's worrisome. And 2015 is when Spectre came out. So four years ago, this November. Damn, dude. All right, well, yeah, yeah hopefully. Craig ain't getting any younger. Let's make these already. Oh, I know. And especially because I know Daniel Craig's like main complaint is she does not want to make these movies anymore. And this definitely isn't helping. <laughs> Which kind of sucks, though, because I hopefully he because he looked a little like I don't want to be here inspector a tiny bit, which hopefully I don't know. I love him as Bond, though. I really like him as Bond. I know. He's a great actor. Uh, especially and I, Casino Royale and Skyfall are some of the best Bond movies I've ever seen in my life. Too. Well, let's not forget the uh, the Bond heist film. Now, <laughs> Crap. Now, my, my friend in Dallas would disagree. She thinks uh, Timothy Dalton was the ideal Bond, which I don't necessarily agree with, but 
it's okay. People are allowed to have differences. But yeah, Daniel Craig, Eleventh Bond, Casino Royale, amazing. Quantum Souls, good, not amazing, but still good. Skyfall, amazing. Spectre kind of fell a little below the bar there. I really thought they dropped the ball on that one. Good parts, but could have been better as a whole. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I have no idea what kind of story they're going for in this one. If they're going to continue and have Christopher Waltz again as Blofeld, I have no clue what they're going to do with this one. But we'll see. We'll see. All right, yeah, we'll definitely see. So the next bit of movie news is Brie Larson, star of Captain Marvel, upcoming Marvel movie in March. Three weeks away, I think. Yeah, like two, pretty pretty close. Coming up. Uh, Brie Larson, I read that reportedly was paid $5 million for Captain Marvel, uh, at least up front. Man, why can't I get paid $5 million to read comics and work out? Sounds awesome. Oh my god, I'd do it for two million. You hear that, Marvel? I'll do it for two. Yeah, for two. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it for two as well. So for the less for less than Brie Larson, you get two of us. Yes. Or DC, we could we could be, I uh, be Thor's cousin. I can work out my six pack and be Thor's cousin. Exactly. I mean, it's just, I mean, like that's crazy. I think uh, I read that for the first Marvel movie, uh, Robert Downey Jr. was paid. Five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, and it, that's at it, the very beginning. Like it Marvel, was crazy low, but he wanted the job bad. So I mean, that was like the that was the resurrection of Robert Downey Jr. Though part two, he, he's had ups and downs. He's more an upswing now. Hopefully, he never goes back down. But yeah, he was up then down for a long time then back up and then down again and Iron Man brought him back up again and hopefully he stays and so like it's kind of crazy to see like how the beginning when they're kind of scraping together their assets to make a movie to try and save Marvel they paid him $500,000 and now like their mainstay actors that they started the whole universe get paid about 15 million a movie so I'd say 5 million for your first Marvel outing that's a solid buck. Good. I mean, she's proven herself for the most part, I would say, as an actress. I've only seen her in like two or three films. Which also kind of interesting to see. She's got her Academy Award. Um, I don't know. I mean, I still love her in Scott Pilgrim. I love that movie. Yeah. The movie's got my attention as far as curiosity goes. I want to see it three weeks away where we're going to be there. Yeah, I mean, we're definitely going to see that. I mean, like, Captain Marvel's my girl in the comics. Love her. So, hopefully... This is going to pan out. Um, she's the, got the trailers. Af- she's got the mohawk going. I'm going to Afro. I, I, got the mohawk. I still cannot believe that they got the mohawk in there. That's one of my favorite Captain Marvel looks. And then they just put it in there. I didn't expect them to do it, but thank you for doing that. But it's just, I don't know. Hopefully the movie turns out good. I think it will be. I hope it will be. I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, I mean, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to be like, okay, that movie wasn't as good as yeah. other Marvel movies. But I hope it is. Hopefully Daniel likes it a little better than he liked Aquaman. Oh, God. I can't imagine how it could possibly what be it, worse. What if it was just as bad, though? Then I would cry because Captain Marvel deserves so much more. She's a beast. So hopefully we'll get that good or get a good Captain Marvel movie and everything will be okay. It'll be fine. And yeah, I guess the last slash transition piece, this is my segue into the main event, is uh, movie news. Alita Battle Angel exceeds expectation of US release. They were expecting about 23 million over the weekend box office and they got 28 million. Oh, I thought it was like 36. Hold on, stay there. I thought they did 36 over the weekend. Oh, did it come? Oh, did it? I guess it came out on Wednesday. Sorry, my bad, my bad. Came out on Wednesday, so 36 total for five days. Yeah. 94 and foreign. So it's about, yeah, 130 right now. Yeah, so yeah. like it seeded expectations I by think about first week, 5 million. That's pretty solid overall for first week. Budget, and that's domestic. Budget of 170. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, it's okay. So, yeah. Nice. 
uh, that's good. And uh, I guess that'll lead us, segue us, do, 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 right into our movie of the week. All right. Well, yeah. Why don't we talk some Alita Battle Angel here? Yeah, budget of one seventy. Yeah, total thirty six. It, it'll it'll at least make its money back. I really do want to see a sequel to this. I hope so because I mean I I enjoy this movie quite a bit. And you know what? It was a lot better than I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> yeah. Same here. So yeah, I guess I'll start with my general thoughts here. Yeah, I mean, I've, this movie has been in production for like 15 years or so at least, I feel like. I feel like James Cameron has been talking about this movie for so long now. And he was, at one point was either going to do this movie or he was going to do uh, Avatar. And as we all know, he chose Avatar, which could be a good choice on his part because Avatar, highest grossing movie of all time. So Avatar 2, probably one of the lowest grossing movies of all time. That's just yeah, my personal we'll thought. S- we'll see. I'm still calling out, you know, he wants to do five Avatar se- or four sequels, five movies altogether. I feel like it's too late. It's been like 10 years since the first one came out. My prediction is every single one will be 20% lower than the one that preceded it. Each one's going to make a little bit less, a little bit less, a little bit less. But I've also, I heard something recently that it sounds like only two have been shot back to back for now. And they're going to just see how those two perform first before they go do the other two. Which, he's such a talented director that I just don't want to see him. I just don't want to see him stuck in this Avatar world. Well, he's been stuck there for a long time at this point. I mean, Titanic was originally the highest grossing film of all time. And And then he he did it again. He took a huge break between that and his next... Film, I mean, he did those docu- documentaries. Underwater. Yeah, yeah, I know he that did was like those the documentaries, and I mean that's that's fine and all, but like, ah, so much good talent. I just don't want to see it wasted in Avatar. Avatar was decent for the time, just too. above average, but not great movie. Anyway, we're talking about James Cameron here, uh, who co-wrote this movie. Who else co-wrote this movie here? Alita, co-wrote by James Cameron. Laita Caligridis. I can't pronounce that. Oh, you're doing terrific. Yeah, this, this is why I can't be a uh, Starbucks barista. I'd be terrible at writing people's you, names. You'd be a cups. perfect Starbucks barista. And Robert Rodriguez also had a hand in the writing. Directed by Robert Rodriguez, based off Japanese graphic novels. The, what are they called, Jordan? Mangas? Yeah. Mangas? He learned that today. Manga, right? Manga? <laughs> yeah, it's manga. Manga or manga? Manga. Manga. All right, so, but yeah, in a nutshell, I mean, so you got a uh, deactivated female cyborg is revived, but cannot remember anything from her past. Goes on a quest to find out who she is. Simple what, enough so premises. Again, again, back to what I thought. So, overall, overall uh, I like this film in general. I liked it a lot. Visually, it was a really good visual feast. I liked the actors in it. I thought they were great. Christoph Waltz was awesome. I always love him in anything he does. True. Um, L- lately, he's, I mean, for the most part, he's always in like Tarantino films so it's interesting to see him outside of that yeah yeah what's funny is he was in Tim Burton's Big Eyes now he's in another movie with the girl with Big Eyes really interesting <laughs> a little uh, trivia there anyway no I like the actors in this I liked Alita I love the Alita character herself I thought she was awesome cool character the world they had was awesome um I don't know the overall arch and story I, I didn't know what to expect going in like I you know I seen a couple trailers for it and I thought Oh, it's all right. I mean, and I just, I didn't know what to expect story wise. And the story I thought was overall, I thought it was all right. If I were honest, like they show some really cool back flashes of her past life, and I'm like, yeah. you know, her, with her in like battle mode, like in, with, in the midst of a war going on. And I'm like, I kind of wish we were dr- story wise dropping all that stuff. Like that oh, would have been really cool. That would have been insane. That would have been awesome. Maybe there'll be a prequel someday. I don't know. But overall, you know, story was okay. I, I like stuff around it. Action overall, for the most part, good stuff. Enjoyed it. Definitely, like, I mean, the whole thing was a visual feast. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Now, I will admit, I did fall asleep for a good 
five or so minutes, maybe and ten in this. That, that doesn't mean the movie's boring. He's just he he does it a lot. I have this problem with eating before, so I didn't, I don't know, I didn't anything to eat at all. This is kind of a quick story. I know we're sidetracking here, but quick story. Um, so, get to the theater. I thought I had ten minutes more time than I did because online's timing and what the movie, when the movie started were ten, to, ten minutes difference. That's so I, weird. I thought I was going to get there and have 20 extra minutes to go get some food beforehand. Um, I don't know what this has to do with anything, but anyway... I uh, found out only at 10, so I got my ticket, and then, like, the only thing to eat is, like, Cinnabon that I can scarf down real quick, so I will go and get a Cinnabon and eat that real quick. That's a bad move. And, yeah, maybe, so maybe just that soft, gooey Cinnabon is what kind of, like, put me to sleep a little bit. I don't know. Food before a movie is not good. Yeah, and we always, don't carb a load before you're going to go see a movie. No. So I fell asleep somewhere right around when he, the Hugo took her to the games. Oh. Oh, my goodness. It was somewhere around there. But that's, oh, Jordan. You fell asleep before, like, when Hugo's taking her to the game, so did you miss that whole sequence? I don't remember. Oh, I, I don't remember. I, I trying to blank out when I fell asleep and when I woke back up and what was going on. I remember seeing them at the games. Oh, oh, Jordan. That was one of the cooler sequences. I saw some of the games. I don't know. Anyway, again, it's nothing to do with the quality of the movie, but I just have a tendency to once in a while fall asleep during the movie. I mean, like, we went out for uh, lunch and beer before Black Panther, and I fell asleep for half that movie. Yeah, you had to see it twice to see it once. Yep. It's true. It's true. I don't usually fall asleep during movies. Well, I do once in a while. You know, I just get my food in me. I Even when they're I get, good, I you fall cum. asleep every time I see a movie with you. Not, not every time. I mean, Into the Spider-Verse, amazing movie. Falls asleep. Shut up. <laughs> anyway, as far as the lead of Battle Angel goes overall, enjoyed myself quite a bit. I think the story could have been better, but overall, very entertaining movie. Some great parts in it. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. Daniel, what'd you think? So, um, going into this, I was hoping, like, honestly, I was not excited for this movie at all. And Jordan had been like, kind of like, yeah, I'm pretty excited. Like, it looks cool. It looks like it's going to be sweet. Robert Rodriguez. <clears throat> and going in, I'm just like, I don't see it. I don't see the potential. I think this is going to be trash. And the best I was hoping for was watchable. And that's coming from somebody. And you've seen some some Rodriguez stuff too. Sin City. I've seen the first Sin City. Spy Kids. Spy, I did see Spy Kids because <laughs> I was a kid when those came Desperado. Out. Anyway, I've never seen Desperado. Totally interrupted you. But yeah, so like going in, I'm just like, wasn't really excited, you know, and it's just like, you know, it just looks like it's going to be visual effects. And, you know, I was actually pleasantly surprised because I was hoping, crossing my fingers, the best I expected was watchable. But I actually found myself really, really enjoying the ride. Uh, There isn't much story there. It's kind of like dropping these characters in a world and they're just kind of going about their own business in a world instead of more much of a story. But yeah, I found it really enjoyable. I actually enjoyed it a lot. The action scenes were very cool. Um, There was at least from what it seemed, I didn't actually look this up before we started recording. It seemed like they had like a fair amount of practical effects. I mean, some, some. some. So it wasn't 100% CGI, which I appreciated. Yeah, well, I was kind of surprised at that. So parts I thought were practical ended up being CGI, so which means that was just like damn good CGI. Okay. I saw, you know, those like suits they wear with the dots all over them. Right. She was wearing... Motion, them, mocap suits. Yeah, she was wearing them during the scene where she was eating the candy bar, which... I thought for sure she was just wearing, like, a regular, like, shirt while eating, and the only thing CG at that point was her arms. Mm-hmm. 
but I guess that was all CGI. Okay. So, very impressive. Yeah, no, like, it's definitely a visual feast, and I don't know, I, I found myself actually legitimately enjoying myself while watching this, and I'm a huge anime fan, not really, I don't really read manga, manga, whatever, manga. but... Come on, Daniel. Well, I mean, it depends who you ask. It's manga or manga. No one really cares. <laughs> but, you know, I so I hadn't actually had any previous exposure to this series, but I found myself really enjoying it. And, you know, I, I had a great time. That's simple as that. Good. Yeah. It's not too many twists in this plot wise, but uh, we, we kind of gave the premise already. Let's talk some likes. What did you what were some things that stood out as far as that you liked in this movie? OK, well, my biggest like is that I liked the movie. I was that was that was surprising, but um, I feel like oh, uh, as what, far as dislikes, that was under your dislikes. What? No, that that's sorry. That's my, don't look at my list. Right. It's all, all right, it's yeah, it's yeah. messed up. It's not organized correctly. All right, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> but I mean, as far as likes, I enjoyed the world. Yes, uh, I, I, I was gonna say I, that was under my list of likes. I really liked the world they created. I thought they did a really cool job with that. The world was awesome. And so, what was the city above them called? Uh, the, the city above, I think, was Solemn, like the uh, okay. so the like, overworld that where all the rich, fancy people live. Yeah, so like the one percent live in this perfect utopia of a floating sky city up here, and then literally which, the I, utopia I, craps on Iron City, which is where they're at, because there's little garbage just constantly flowing down. Yeah, I mean, this is three hundred years in the future. Stuff's gone on. Wars happened. What, one thing I like though is they never really show you what the world looks like up there. They just kind of leave it up to your imagination. They show it always from like the ground up version of it. Essentially, it's like what your ideal idea is, is solemn because you don't actually know what it ever looks like. Yeah. So I like that. I like the world. I like the characters. I like Alita herself a lot. Uh, I liked Hugo's motorcycle, how it's a single wheel. That was pretty cool. That was awesome. I hope they have those in the future because I would like to have one of those. Exactly. Um, I, I like the world. I like uh, the inhabitants. It kind of has like a cyberpunk uh, aspect to it. And, you know, it kind of has like a bunch of like, yeah, cyberpunk dystopian, but like a bunch of cultures mashed into one city. So you get all these cool street vendors and cool little like different color schemes when they're walking through different parts of the city. Yeah, that was pretty cool. So, yeah, I guess what part of the premise of the movie is, uh, so she meets this Hugo guy, and he's trying to earn his way into the uh, city up above. Say the name again. Solemn. Solemn. He's trying to earn his way into Solemn. What is it? Was there have to be a bounty hunter? Uh, become a bounty. She became a bounty hunter. Was he ever actually a bounty hunter? No, he wasn't a bounty hunter. He was like part of the scum of the underworld. He was like harvesting like robotic parts from people because okay. mostly most of the people that you see have some sort of like body modification, whether it is like a mechanical arm or like some mechanical aspect to them. Almost everybody that you see on frame has like a rope, like some sort of like uh, robotic aspect to them and yeah, seems like dr dyson is the uh, dyson dyson idol went from vacuum cleaners to cyborgs yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> anyway yeah I, I thought yeah he's kind of like everybody's like go-to doctor for like fixing their arms and part different parts that's pretty cool but yeah so he discovers you know the elite character you know he finds her in a junkyard it's just her basically her like head and shoulders part of her essentially like her core her torso or most of her torso and like her head and brain yeah creates his body well he had this body already for her that he had from another project one thing that i didn't know who was in um Marshal Ali. I had no idea that he was in this. I don't remember him in the previews. I'm sure he was in there, but I don't remember. And uh, yeah, he was a cool surprise, and I liked his character. 
Yeah, no, I mean, like, my first intro to him was when we saw Green Book, and I, I don't know, I, I enjoyed his character a lot. It kind of, for a second, I... I didn't know who he was, like, but I saw him sitting down with, like, a black jacket and, like, some black sunglasses. For a second, I'm like, holy crap, is that Wesley Snipes? Because <laughs> my brain immediately goes to Blade. I don't if I, I don't remember if I thought that or not. Because she's been in a few things this year. He's been Green Book, Spider-Verse, and now this. Just in the last few months. Yeah, well, he's, having, he's having a good year. That's good stuff. What did you think of uh, Rosa uh, Salarza? Salazas. You know what? I didn't think much of her. They didn't do a ton of character development for her, it felt like. What what do you think of her in general, though, as the character? I, I actually, I personally liked her a lot. Okay. she was cool. I mean, I thought she, I mean, she did an okay job. Like, I just, I don't know. I wasn't personally invested in, like, how, what she was doing. She kind of, like, they presented her as kind of like a, like, a bad guy right off the bat kind of sinister aspect and it wasn't until the very end that they kind of like just flip that around but it didn't feel quite as uh fleshed out as it should have been for me tell me about jennifer, jennifer Connolly's character i'm talking about rosa the actress that plays alita oh yep yeah i'm talking i'm talking about jennifer Connolly. i'm sorry so uh, alita Which, who i love i love jennifer Connolly. I, anything she's in i love to see Okay, well, Alita herself. Um, okay, so that's a completely different story. I liked her a lot. Yeah. I thought it was very cool. I thought the innocence of her was played out very well. Oh, and then also just how she becomes uh, a fighter. Well, she doesn't really become. She is. And she kind of just re- remembers herself. I enjoyed her kicking ass so much, too. Like, I, I loved it. And I like that her character goes through trial and tribulations. I mean, at one point, she gets chopped up to pieces. Oh, which was an amazing scene that we'll get to in a bit. Yeah, but I mean, just, oh gosh, just watching her, like, one arm like, tr- crawling. Anyway. It, no, it was, that was an incredible scene. But yeah, I really liked her character. I thought they she did a very good job of portraying, like, innocence, and then when she gets serious, she gets serious. But, you know, she's essentially, like, kind of like a child towards the beginning because she's kind of like new doesn't know anything um and it's very fun and cool to see her to like discover the world that she's like as we're discovering it as well mm-hmm. so it's a very good character for the audience to follow but i think she did a great job yeah i i just enjoyed her like I've, i guess i've only seen her in maze runner ever i only saw the first main Rose, maze runner and that's what i remember her from but yeah i enjoyed her quite a bit in this um so we've gone over lights what are some dislikes for me, as far as dislikes go, uh, I guess I, other than the story being not as solid as I wish it was, some dislikes. I didn't like, um, I guess the fight scenes were good, but I didn't like that the so that ginormous dude. I forget his name. That I, I don't really remember. big dude. Yeah. I thought the final sequence between her and him was kind of weak. Part of it is just she's got the sword by then, and the sword just cuts through anything and everything. Like it's, She essentially got her OP weapon. Well, and it's, it's, it's like... Knife going through butter, but we're talking about solid metal, and like I don't know, I just think I thought the sword made things too easy for, her, like way too easy for. Her. Right. So I didn't like that part at all. But yeah, as far as dislikes go, I don't have too much to complain about. Yeah, I mean, I have a few dislikes. I guess well, one uh, Jennifer Connelly's character that I already ranted about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't think they fleshed her out quite as well as they should have for what how she turns around in the end of the movie. Yeah, I, I think there could have been better character development with her. I agree. 
One of the other dislikes I have was uh, Hugo, It they reveal pretty obviously that he's just like, oh, I have to go and do something real quick. And then the next scene that in the movie shows a group of masked people like abducting uh, like people who with cyborg prosthetics and they strip them of the prosthetics. And then for some reason, I'm like, I'm like, okay, that's obviously Hugo or Hugo. And then for some reason, when he takes the mask off, they do like a slow-mo reveal, like it's shocking. And it's like, no, that's very clearly and obviously him. So I don't know why we're doing this. Hmm. I thought that was a little bit cheesy, a little bit much since it was very obviously Hugo. Yeah. What did you think of their relationship, him and Alita's? I liked it for the most part. I'm like, I thought it was pretty solid overall. I think they kind of fell quote unquote in love a little too easy. Well, I, I could see, I could see her falling in love too easy just because he's she's kind of like a childlike, like, oh, this guy's nice to me. We spent some time together. Like, this is great. And you know, maybe on his end a little bit too fast, but I could understand why Alita would do that. Yeah, I don't know. He, we see this, this line in the previews and it's in the movie, and I just it's so cheesy, but. I forget what she asked him, but he's like, you know, she's a, a cyborg. I was saying, he's like, you're more human than anybody I know. I'm sorry, oh. I'm sorry, but I'm thinking like, dude, this is the perfect thing to say when you're just trying to get laid. That's a that's a groaner moment for sure. Oh my just gosh. like it. Like, he, like dude, again, it's like, dude, you're just trying to get laid at this point. Like, shut up. Which also, how do you do that? I, I, I don't I didn't Google that because I'm not really interested in knowing the answer I didn't Google to how it, that but works. I mean, maybe she has a built-in fleshlight. I don't know. Uh, I hope well, not. I, 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 uh, we're, we're not touching that. We're yeah, not touching we're, that. We're not going to go there, but I'm like, is that line of so cringy and cheesy? All right, I agree with that. I've forgotten about that line. But <laughs> oh, my gosh. I remember it in the previews, and then I saw it, the, and when it played in the movie, I was like, oh, gosh. Uh, no, I, I thought they were good, though. I, I, I enjoyed their chemistry quite a bit, actually. When he becomes a robot, too, I thought their chemistry kind of grew a little bit. Won't talk about his... Not yet. Not yet. There's a few things for the end. What did you think of that? So, I like that bar scene quite a bit when she goes to the bar and there's all the bounty hunters in the bar. Yes. There's some pretty cool stuff there. That's under one of my, like, favorite moments of the movie. I think that fight scene mm-hmm. that she, that happens in the bar is incredible and it's super cool to watch. And also very funny, I like how Hugo's, like, trying to, like, help her out, and but she's like... I'm going to need you to step way back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she goes on like a rampage in the bar. And it was awesome. Yeah. What? So, I don't know. Should we go into spoilers? Yeah, I th- say like we should go into spoilers. Let's go into spoilers. So, before we do that, yeah, I would say definitely this movie is definitely worth checking out. Yeah. Go I mean, see it. It's a definitely something worth seeing on the big screen. Absolutely. I mean, the CGI is good. The uh, story really isn't there, but it's still a fun time. Yeah, and it doesn't it's not one of those ne- story, it's not one of those movies that necessarily needs a complex story. I no. just wish it still could have been a little better. But yeah, go see it. Anyway, spoiler alert. So anything from this point on is spoiler talk. So let's talk about Christoph Waltz's character a little bit. So it turns out he is a bounty hunter. Yeah, I think what do they call him? Not hunter killers. I don't Yeah, he's he's a bounty hunter. Let's call him bounty hunters. Which I love that hammer he had and it kinda of reminded me of that Halo hammer a little bit. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Cause the, yeah, he had a cool like. It kind of looked like a pickaxe, but it had like a a thruster mm-hmm. on one side to like kind of give it more power that, when you would swing down. That was pretty badass. I like that. So yeah, his character turns out you know he's going around not necessarily killing, but he, you know he's collecting parts and stuff for. Yeah, you know, that's how he's making his income, basically keeping the shop, keeping shop open. 
Yeah, he's yeah he's uh cashing in on bounties to keep his medical clinic open. So so Crystal Fold and Jennifer Connelly, you know, their characters were married at one point. They had a daughter that we find out later. Daughter was murdered. So and that kind of was like the downfall of their relationship. So Jennifer Connelly's character goes off, and you know she's with what was she, what was her character as far as regards to uh, Marshala Marshala Ali's character. I mean, she essentially did the same kind of work that uh um what's this um christoph waltz uh dr ito like she essentially did the same kind of work that ito was doing but for um victor what's his name vector 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 because that's fine that's fine not victor it's vector <laughs> anyway so yeah she essentially kind of does what ito does but for vector just kind of but in a more sinister way like she gives them like crazy like abilities and tools to essentially kill better mm-hmm. so that's essentially what i got is she's like the evil version of ito mm-hmm. part of it you know he, he discovers her body or he discovers her puts her put, he i guess so their daughter was in a wheelchair at one point and he was creating the cyborg body for her probably going to do like a head transplant so she could walk again ends up not happening but he's got the body still so he gives it to alita and Oh, let's cut, let's cut. mention that Alita was also his daughter's name. True. So he gives Alita his daughter, his dead daughter's body, and gives her the same name. Mm-hmm. And uh, I lost my train of thought. Damn it! I don't know. But but anyway, kind of adopts Alita as his own. Right. Know, yeah. Kind of like a pseudo daughter. Yeah. Exactly. Um. I don't know, like the story. I don't know. I'm trying to because we should probably wrap this up quickly here. But story was good. I don't know. I I like the characters. I you know I, I saw what he you know he's like I want this daughter you know I want to have daughter in my life again. So I see what he did. What he did didn't deliver as far as an epic story goes. I guess it didn't. There was a lot of like it's one of those things. Great like, parts for sure. Like the bar scene was. Hel- awesome hilarious moments the, uh, too the motorball like track scenes yeah which i think stuff is, was awesome yeah she, we haven't talked about that at all like yeah she joins that because what what do they say the winners of that get to go up to the uh to solemn solemn which also yeah so that that's the whole like draw to it it's but essentially like, like it's like futuristic gladiators i guess <laughs> it's, it's like it's like rollerball meets gladiators yeah, well, I mean, yeah, it's like roller derby, a little slight basketball, and gladiators, like, like killing people totally on the table for the sport. I, I will say, as far as the dislike goes, I thought some of the characters were a little outrageous as far as, like, their bodies and robotics go. I know, especially in motorball, like, you literally, like, some of those bodies were literally built just to play the sport. Yeah, like not forearms. For, not for like any functionality outside of it. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I don't know, I'm still alright with it, I guess, but... Some of it was just ridiculous, I thought. Yeah. But those scenes were pretty cool. Good action scenes. Again, Robert Rodriguez did a great job, I think, in, as far as that aspect goes. Overall, no complaints. Yeah, no, I like, yeah, there were some of my highlights was the motorball fight scene, and which was awesome because she fights a bunch of mercenaries that are trying to kill her on the on the tr- in the tryouts or something. Mm-hmm. So that was very cool. Um, like I said, we mentioned the bar fight scene and the uh, underground fight scene right after that. Yeah, that's where she gets chopped up and that's where some cool parts there, like when she's crawling with just one arm. I mean, that totally reminded me of Terminator right there. Oh, I know. That was amazing. Like, she gets after- her first body kind of torn up, cut off. She has one arm and her torso and her head still connected and she ends up jamming and breaking off her hand in some guy's eye. 
That was amazing. Oh, absolutely. Like oh, that was What was the line she delivered? Oh, she said Oh, he's like, "Are you going to beg for mercy?" And then she like hops up, stabs him in the eye, breaks her hand off in his eye. She's like, your mercy yeah and that was the one f-bomb in the movie and it was brilliantly delivered i thought yeah it, it was great so. and i was just kind of sitting in my seat just like oh she, yeah, i was still like oh shit she just showed you <laughs> yeah that was oh gosh there's some good stuff um trying to care there were some cool characters in that bar too i like the guy with all the, the robotic dogs i loved him and i loved his line when his dogs that, chased the big guy off he's just like he so, wasn't a dog lover. I hate that. Yeah, so that one, the one guy with the big mouth, uh, was Zappin was his name, that's all obsessed with his face. Like, that's all he's got left of himself is just his face. And the his rest tiny of, little strip of mohawk. Yeah, and the rest of him is robotic. So watching this, I was like, man, if this thing was actually made 15 years ago, like it was intended to be, Jude Law totally would have been in this part. Like, I could totally see a young Jude Law in this part. Oh, absolutely. You know, it kind of reminded me of Jude Law, but it ended up being like uh, the guy who plays like Ajax in Deadpool 1, so, uh, which I could not figure out during during the movie where I knew him from. Yeah, to me his voice sounded really familiar. Like his voice is what stood out the most. But yeah, right, Deadpool. Yeah, I could not figure it out. But yeah, I mean that he, he did great. Um when he gets his face torn off, I love that scene too. Like, oh my god, my face! He's like, my face! That was that was perfect. I love the smack talk that she did to him in the bar too. Yeah. Um, some good moments there. Gosh, um, I guess biggest surprise? Yeah, biggest surprise. Biggest surprise for me, um, other than the movie being way better than I thought it'd be, biggest surprise for me was probably the uh, reveal at the end. Who, okay. the, who the true bad guy was. Okay, so we both have the biggest surprise written down. I was just, I did, like we said, we didn't know the cast really going in, but the biggest surprise that we both wrote down was Ed Norton being Nova, which is the overall bad guy behind the scenes, kind of like mm-hmm. messing with everything or running everything. Yeah, and what a reveal that was. I mean, I was like, because they show a couple shots of him, and yeah, you... you he maybe has a familiar look to him, but no clue it's Edward Norton yet. Then he takes off his glasses, and you're like, holy shit, it's Edward Norton. I know. I thought that would kind of, like, caught me off caught me by surprise just because I haven't seen Ed Norton in a while, and I was just surprised to see him. Like, it was a good, it was a nice reveal. It was cool. He's hard to work with, so, from what I've heard, he's hard to work with. I've so heard that, too. If, uh, yeah, if, it only, if you only got to work with him for a day in a scene like this, then why not? Why not? I don't, I don't know. I was, I was pleasantly but, surprised to see him. But, yeah, cool, cool reveal, though. I enjoyed that quite a bit. Uh, let's give our overall reviews and grade this out, I guess. Uh, you want to go first? Yeah, you know what? Uh, I'll give it... Oh, man. I mean, like, the quality of the movie maybe isn't A-plus material, but my enjoyment of it, I'll, I'll have to bump it to, like, a V-plus. Like, I did really enjoy myself. It was a bunch of fun. If you want to just go see, like, a fun, cool-looking movie with some sweet action, yeah, definitely check this out. If you're into anime, if you're into manga, check it out. Yeah, I would say B-plus for myself as well. Overall, love the world that they created. The action scenes were great. Again, again, stuff with the sword toward the end, a little bit cheap on the cheesier part and I felt like Power Ranger-ish but great actors I love the Alita character quite a bit I'm hoping if they do a sequel or prequel we get more of her past like I would actually love to see a sequel movie to this about the war that they keep talking about the fall all throughout the movie they talk about the fall the fall a a prequel movie that reveals the fall or at least pushing in the middle of the battle of the fall would be amazing that would be awesome but anyway overall 
Very solid. I would definitely recommend it. Say, check it out. Definitely yeah. something worth seeing on the big screen. Absolutely. So, yeah, it looks like two B pluses here for a, from both Daniel and I. Again, sorry, we kind of were all over the place butchering this. Hey, we've been drinking, so what do you expect? Smoothies and brews? Uh, uh, my glass is empty. Yeah. <laughs> Mine too. That's right. But, That's why I've got to wrap it yeah, up. Yeah. Good stuff, though. Any final thoughts, or are we good here? No, I'm good. All right. Well, two B pluses, two recommends. Check it out. All right, Daniel, why don't you tell everybody where they can see us? You can check us out on Twitter and Instagram, movies underscore Bruce. Let us know what you thought of Alita Battle Angel. You liked, disliked it. If you've read the manga and it completely butchered it, let us know. All and right. We'll check you out next week. Okay, and yeah, I think next week we're talking about uh, not only Oscars, but talking about some Dragon 3, I believe. Some uh, How to Train Your Dragon. I think so, yeah. I think that's nice. I'm so excited. Which means I got some recapping to do this week. Absolutely. And by recap, I mean see for the first time. Yes. All right. Well, hey, thanks for joining us this week. Thanks for telling your friends about us. We enjoy it. We love the support. We'll see you next time on Movies and Brews. Cheers. Cheers.